This is Radio Influence. As America's zone coach, premier thought leader, and the world's number one coach of champions, Jim Fannin is the go-to person so you can become your genuine, authentic best self. He has guided the careers of some of the best pro athletes from 10 different sports and business executives from 50 industries. He's coached individuals, families, relationships, and students in simplifying and balancing their lives for more than 40 years. His success tools are not just for the superstar. They're designed to help you reach your full potential as you tap into life's most successful mindset, the zone. Welcome to the Jim Fannin Show on Radio Influence. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Jim Fannin Show. I'm Jim Fannin. I'm with my sidekick, Seth, uh, the producer. Hey, Seth. Hey, I am in week one of my greatest December ever, and I'm so pumped to continue to share what's going to take you over the top as we you know, close out these final weeks of 2017 with America's Zone Coach and the guy that has coached more professional and successful athletes than anybody else in the world. You can apply this to business, to entertainment, to parenting, to family, and I am just pumped to be alongside you and learn alongside you as we keep moving forward on this thing. Well, I'm glad I'm back. I was off last week. Uh, I had I woke up and I had laryngitis. And a huge thank you uh, to radio host and entrepreneur CC for filling in with you uh, for you. Thank and you, CC. But you have a voice again. I do. Uh, I use one of the techniques. You know, I woke up. I feel great. I felt great the entire time. I couldn't. I'm like, oh my goodness, I've lost my voice. You know, I do 7,000 minutes, six, 7,000 minutes a month coaching on my cell phone. Obviously, we got a podcast without a voice. I'm in jeopardy here. Uh, but one of the things I did to uh, speed up the recovery, and I'm still getting better every day, is I use symbolic imagery. So I'll give you a little uh, tip on uh, okay, yeah. uh, how I uh, actually speeded up uh uh, a little conflict I had physically. Uh, I got relaxed. I did this three or four times a day, by the way, and uh, started breathing deeply. Got my breathing down to six to eight breaths a minute, which is abnormal. The average person has 15 to 70 breaths. So I got into a very relaxed state. I cleared my mind completely. And then I literally, in my mind, this isn't my imagination, I went inside my throat to my vocal cords, and I froze them in my mind. And I actually saw frost on my vocal cords. And after the frost, and they were frozen, all the blood vessels constricted, and, and then I started to heat up the vocal cords. Again, this is using my imagination. This is symbolic imagery. And every client in sports that I've coached has used these techniques to come back swiftly from injury. And so walk me through this just so we can get our heads around it. Common head cold. What are you envisioning? Well, to, to go back, it's the same thing. To same go thing. back to the laryngitis, so you can do this for a head cold. Um, after I froze the vocal cords, then I saw them heat up. And then mentally, I took honey and rubbed it psychologically, obviously, on my vocal cords. And then I started speaking very clearly with a deep, resonant voice. And I saw myself healthy and well. 
Now, I, I believe that uh, a virus or bacteria that enters your body, I believe that any living organism does not want to be in a hostile environment. There's just no way. And so I make my body hostile, get out of the temple of Jim. And so after I uh, froze the uh, vocal cords, then I reheated them up, adding blood flow back into uh, you know, my throat area, putting honey, making my uh, throat a golden voice. Uh, not Bing Crosby, not, I didn't go that, you know, maybe I could have taken it another level and got off on a singing career. But then I, I got really violent mentally, almost medieval, get out of the temple of Jim. You're going to die a violent la- life. All you viruses, all you bacteria, you must leave now. I'm healthy. And from that moment, I didn't start thinking about that I was sick or that I had laryngitis. I was well. My body just hadn't caught up yet. And I've been doing this for 40 some years, all my clients. And I just have so much belief in the power of the subconscious mind, which controls, as we're speaking right now, uh, you listening, this is controlling your, uh, your subconscious mind is controlling manufacturing blood in the bone marrow. I don't think you've thought about that today, but that's happening right now, Seth. you can nick your leg and have a little scratch and it's coagulated and, and uh, you know, it's kind of scabbing over and you look down and went, oh man, when did I do that? Without your conscious knowledge, your subconscious coagulated the cut, uh, scabbed it over to protect you. And so right now you're digesting food, you're uh, repairing cells, you're manufacturing new cells. We're growing hair. Maybe Seth. Maybe, maybe <laughs> some more than others. Yeah, some more than others. Sorry, Seth, but you do have a lovely beard. I might add, and <laughs> and it somewhere. And um, you have to really believe that your subconscious is your greatest asset, and, and it's going to dictate who you are, how you are, and it's going to dictate your success or failure. And the other thing about your subconscious mind, you can program it with your conscious mind. And that really comes to the theme of today, um, which I really want, I'm excited about talking about is you got to think about what you think about to be sure that you're programming your subconscious mind for success as opposed to sabotaging yourself for failure. But before we get into that, Seth, I, I know we've got a few housekeeping things that we'd like to clean up. So if you're new, we always start with who's in the zone. And we're going to check out the top performers in their given arenas here in just a second. But we actually, if you're new, you're like, wait a minute, the zone. We should probably give you a 30 second explanation of why zoniacs from around the world come back to the Jim Fannin show every single week. Well, you know, zoniacs are individuals that believe that they can control their destiny, that they control their thoughts, and they could get into a peak performance mindset. Uh, like Michael Jordan told me once. Uh, in the old Chicago Stadium here in Chicago. Uh, oh, I know the zone. I can put it on like an overcoat. So the zone is a real feeling, but it's also physical. So when you're in this purposeful, calm state, uh, you're in the moment. There's no past, there's no future. You're operating on an intuitive level, and your eyes can double, triple shutter speed. That 
that'll give you the illusion everything's in slow motion. Uh, that comes in handy, especially in sports. Uh, your stomach shuts down. Digestion actually slows, even shuts down. And the blood's diverted to the brain so you have clarity. And then the blood, rest of the blood goes to the large muscles in your body. So you have inordinate quickness, speed, agility, uh, and uh, uh, strength. And you can find zone performers in every arena of life. We're going to look at a few right well, now. It, it's not week. exactly. And it's not just for the superstar athlete to be in the zone state. You can be in the zone at age six. Uh, you, uh, you can be in the zone reading a book. You can be in the zone with your significant other. Oh, those are fun nights with someone you <laughs> love and care about. And you, you can be in the zone in so many things in your life, in sales, obviously in business, definitely in sports, playing golf, putting. The zone is attainable by everyone, regardless of age or your experience. Just as we get into these, I, I do want to throw in here because I can't do this show if I'm just phoning it in. If I'm not applying these principles right alongside you, learning right alongside you, I don't want to be here because I don't want to lie to you. November 27th to now, when you said have your best December ever, down 10 pounds. Come on. That's <laughs> awesome. You're like, how'd you do that? You already know how to do it. You just got to get in the zone. Well, I, and part of being in the zone is committing that I want to live my life in this mindset, free from worry, free from anxiety, uh, free from negativity. Uh, extreme positivity is where the zone resides. And why not? Who, who doesn't want that? I think we all want that. Most of us don't know how to do that. Most of us get derailed by other people. Sometimes our expectations can be too high. And when they're not met, well, that's a bummer. It's easily to get out of the zone, and we can even get into a depressed uh, mindset, which is the antithesis of the zone. But the zone is available to anyone. And four teams that are in the zone as we go into the college playoffs, Clemson versus Alabama. These are fo college football College football. Teams. College football. Well, Clemson uh, is going to play Alabama in the semis. Uh, Ohio State, sorry, Buckeyes, they're not in the zone. Maybe shoulda, coulda, woulda. Uh, maybe they had a, well, they did have a better schedule. Maybe uh, they should be there instead of the Crimson Tide, but the powers that be, it's Clemson versus Alabama. Wow, that's a matchup of last year. That's going to be an amazing game. And then we have Georgia versus Oklahoma. And you said that there's one particular freshman. Well, there's in an that interesting game. player. I, I know because uh, I coached his, his quarterback in high school. And this freshman for Oklahoma is C.D. Lamb, L-A-M-B. Uh, he returns punts. Uh, he's a wide receiver. He's fast. He's quick. And he's probably going to get freshman of the year. I mean, he's been in the zone for a freshman. He's definitely a difference maker. And it's easy, maybe, if you were on a team that wasn't in the zone. I'm, I'm just putting myself in the mind of a college football player here or, or coach to say, Oh, well, I bet Clemson didn't have any students that struggled with academics. I bet Alabama didn't have a running back whose girlfriend broke up with them an hour before a game. Not the case. If these teams got here, they overcame significant challenges. In uh, their personal life, not just their acting. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No uh, you know, they probably had freshmen. They did freshman things. Why are you exhausted? I play video games till 3 a.m. because I'm on parents for the first time ever. Right. So every team goes through challenges. But it's how you get in the zone and overcome those challenges and those score breakers. 
So congratulations, Zone Performers, Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma. And I'd like to have a little shout-out to every player on those four teams. Guys, you're more than a football player. Yes, you've put a lot of happy eggs in one basket of your life, but to be a true champion, that's really what it's all about. You can be a champion in sports, but not a champion in your academics, your personal finances, a champion friend or significant other. So every player on those four teams, you're more than a football player. Who else has been in the zone? We have got to give a huge Jim Fannin Show shout out to J.J. Watt. 30 plus million dollars, uh, actually in particular, I believe it was $37 million that he raised uh, for the flood victims of Houston. I mean, just unbelievable. And he did it on Twitter. He did it through all of us coming together. Well, and not only a shout out to him, uh, an amazing athlete, and he had a not zone year at an injury. He's out the, the majority of the year, only played a few games. Uh, but he's more than a football player. He's a humanitarian. Uh, he's a community leader. Congratulations, J.J. Watt. Now, Jim, I want you to take me inside the mind of what it takes to pull this off, of, of you know what that zone moment is that gets you into this. Jimmy Butler of the Minnesota Timberwolves in the NBA. Sunday night, 20 points. Like, oh, that's a good game. No, no, no. 20 points in the fourth quarter against the LA Clippers? Well, zone performer uh, Jimmy Butler, I've seen him play many times when he was here with the Bulls and have caught quite a few Timberwolves games. When you get into that mindset, it is easy, and you are flowing. You are disciplined. You are definitely in the here and now. Confidence is supreme. You don't believe you can score. You know you can score. And you have a feeling that nothing can go wrong. And it's awesome. I mean, you know, the goal, the, the rim looks bigger than it actually is. And you're flinging it up there. They're going in. You just feel it. You know it. It is the ultimate mindset. And, of course, when you can do it in the final stages of a game, a moment of truth, well, that's the ultimate performance in sports. And finally, one more zone performance here. I want to rewind a couple of weeks maybe a month you've got you know the sports blogosphere saying the only way that the nba finals can shake out is the Cavs versus the warriors again nothing can stop it and then both teams struggle the Cavs really had trouble finding how to play basketball together again and now they're on a 12-0 run inside that locker room i'm guessing there wasn't blame there wasn't anger there wasn't some of those moments you've seen in ESPN 30 for 30 where people are throwing chairs because they're frustrated. Tell me about the attitude to turn around from, wait, how do we play basketball again? To 12 straight. Well, I, I think first everyone uh, understands their role. And you can take uh, Dwayne Wade for an example. He's going to come off the bench. He's made up his mind, I will be the sixth man, win that award. Uh, and like he did last night, uh, he scored uh, 20-some points to lead the team from the bench. Uh, so when you have your role players stepping up and understanding what they do and knowing that they're an integral part of something greater than themselves and everybody's not standing around watching LeBron play, well, that's, uh, that's a zone 
performance by a team. Kevin Love stepped up big time. Uh, and again, Dwayne Wade accepting his role. So congratulations to the Cavs. Uh, then you look at uh, Golden State. They, um, they've struggled. And what I've really understood about them, and, and uh, Coach Kerr uh, mentioned that uh, yesterday, they've been emotional. The best teams are not emotional. Uh, they've, uh, Kevin Durant's been thrown out of a game. Uh, Sean Livingston headbutts uh, a, a referee. Really? That is not a championship team. And it's these kind of emotions where you lose patience, get frustrated. Even if you're talented, even if you're defending world champion, you're going to struggle. So all teams out there, you need to get on the same page. No emotion. You need to have reason over emotion. And uh, you also need to have a strong ego, but don't let the ego get in the way of executing the basics. And uh, Golden State, they're coming back, reversing it. But you also have to look at another team that I really like, Brad Stevens, who was coach of the month. That's a zone performance. Uh, they lost uh, Gordon Haywood to injury. One of their superstars, Kyrie Irving, stepped up, and uh, they really are a zone team, playing great defense, great teamwork, great passing, uh, and they're going to be formidable for the Cleveland Cavs. Now we get into the time where we take the world-class tools of some of the best performers in their arenas, and we help you apply it to your life. So. The theme of today is to think about what you think about, and we're going to unpack what score awareness is. Well, let's walk through a couple of basics. Right now, listening on this podcast, uh, you've probably been awake two or three, four hours. Some of you listening in the evening, you've been awake all day. We're all awake, but Seth, we're not all aware. And we need to think about what we think about. Now, I really got turned on to this in the 1970s. I'm coaching the best tennis players in the world, and I'm a traveling coach. There were only two full-time traveling coaches when I was out there on the pro tennis tour. And I'm in a locker room in uh, England. I'm at Wembley Stadium, and I'd been on the tour traveling four straight weeks. There's only 32 players in the tournament in this particular tournament. And I'm aware of everybody. And I start reading body language. I'm asking, hey, man, how are you feeling? Hey, uh, well done last week. How's your ankle? I went to every guy besides my guys. And I'm talking to the players in the locker room. You know, we're like a traveling band of gypsies. So <laughs> we don't all like each other because we're competing against each other. But we know who each other, you know, we know, I know who he is. He knows, knows who I am. Quickly, I started to realize when I'm talking to two opposing players getting ready to go against each other, and I'm aware of what they're doing. I'm reading their body language, which is a reflection of what they're thinking. And at that moment, I start predicting who's going to win. That tournament, I was 100% in predicting the winners. Now, in England, you can bet it's legal. Back then, it was legal. I don't know if it's legal now for a coach <laughs> to bet. I won more money going across the street betting on the matches 
than my entire career that year. And how did I do that? Most contests are won or lost before it ever begins. What if you could be aware before your boss is aware that things aren't going well? What if you could be personally aware of your mindset before you go home and get into a little spat with your spouse because you walked in grumbling, moaning about something at work and you brought it right into the house with you? What if you could be aware before you walk on stage to give a speech that maybe you're not as prepared as you think and maybe there's a seed of doubt that you didn't even realize but it's going to come and rear its ugly head during that speech. Self-awareness is one of the greatest things that a champion possesses, and they are aware. So let's talk about some basics. One of them, the average person, Seth, has two to 3,000 thoughts a day. So listening, I don't know how many thoughts you've already had today. It depends on when you listen to this podcast. But you're going to have two to 3,000 by the time the day ends. These thoughts are going to be 12 to 14 second in duration. That's on average. You can have a thought for a second. I like to get a Big Mac. I picture a McDonald's hamburger. Probably should have a salad, but that's okay. (laughs) You know, that's what I picture. That's one thought. Now, these thoughts can either be positive or negative. But Seth, you can have a positive and a negative thought simultaneously. It's either one or the other. I can be in the future or I can be in the past. I cannot be in the future and the past at the same time. I'm either in the future or I'm in the past or I could be locked, immersed into the moment. Two to 3,000 thoughts a day. These thoughts that you have every single day is going to seep into the subconscious mind, your greatest asset. And with repetition, whether wittingly or unwittingly, is going to impact the puppeteer that controls your success. And that puppeteer is the subconscious mind. But you can program it with your conscious thoughts. Oh, God, you know, Seth, I'm an idiot. I can't believe I did that. Wow. I just have a statement to you that I'm an idiot. So what went on the screen of space in my mind? Jim's an idiot. The odds of me having more idiot performances increase greatly. In fact, most accidents, physical accidents, falling down stairs, driving your car into the edge of uh, your garage, they occur after a negative thought. Think about what you think about. Are you an extreme positive thinker? Ask yourself that right now as you're in your car or you're at home. Have I been extreme in my positivity today? Am I positive? Have I been in the past? Am I in the present? Am I looking people in the eye long enough to discern eye color? And and I found that if you have a blueprint and you have a plan, that you've already rehearsed, then it's more easy to be in the moment. I've already planned. Champions win first in their mind. They have a strategy. They have tactics. 
They have a blueprint. Now they walk into the arena, locked into a zone state. And if they get out of it, they're aware of what and why and how they got out of it. The awareness of a negative can fix it 90% of the time. So let me throw a couple of examples at you because we've got thousands of zoniacs and people who want to have a better life that are coming in here every week. So statistically, there's got to be somebody out there that's going, if I don't turn this career thing around in December, January, February, I'm going to be in the unemployment line if I don't make some sales. Okay, now hold on. That's yeah. a negative thought. Yeah, that's, that's a negative, a negative thought. thought. What went on the screen of space? <clears throat> Every thought you have has a picture or an image on the screen of space in your mind. For an example, oh my gosh, my pants are so tight, man, I got to lose some weight. So what went on the screen of space in my mind? A fat guy. So I walk by a pile of donuts and the fat guy in me goes, Jimmy, have a donut. Yeah, one donut's not going to hurt me. And I ate it. I don't want to eat it. I, I do want to get fit. So why am I eating a donut? As I've got crumbs on my face. It happens to us all the time. We do have good intentions, but we've programmed ourselves to not be successful by how we think. Stating something as if it's so is positive. I'm healthy. My voice, awesome. I am improving every day. That was my mindset last week, and it continues to be my mindset physically for my throat. Let me give you another example because I know we've got athletes looking to do their best. Thinking back to my own college basketball days, I went through something playing in college where I went through three or four games. I'll just state the facts, and I want you to give me the most extreme positive place that you need to take your mind. I went through three or four games where I was missing layups, Jim. I mean, you know, second graders hit layups. Obviously, mentally, there was something wrong because my hands worked, my legs worked. I was six foot six. I was in shape. I could do the other things, but I was missing those really easy shots. And I have no doubt I was inside my head. So what is the extreme positivity in that situation? Well, you know, Seth, if you believe you should, should, could, or would, those are three imposters. They're in every locker room. They're in every boardroom. They're negative people. Shoulda, coulda, and woulda. We've, We've all met these three characters that come into our life. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. It's very possible that you wanted to score more points. You wanted your coach wanted you to uh, uh, not miss these layups. He probably <laughs> yelled at you for missing the easy layup. And so, what do you do? You replay missing the easy layup, and then you say to yourself, "I can't believe I missed that layup." Well, what went on the screen of space? You missing a layup. I'm in Romania. I'm playing this Romanian tennis player as a pro. As a pro, and I hit a shot way behind the baseline, a little drop shot, and I shoulda have hit this drop shot from so far back. He had all the time to get it, and he did, and he hit a winner, and I lose the point. And I yell out, come on, come on, I'm such an idiot. Come on. Now, I've been out there three and a half hours 
we're down to the last point. It is match point against me. I had just called myself an idiot. In a long exchange of like 20 balls, I mean, I'm fighting for my uh, survival here to get to the next round. My subconscious says, idiot, watch this next shot. And I replicated the exact same shot from the same place to lose the match to be true to what was on the screen of space in my mind. That's how it works. Think about what you think about. You know, every thought you have is also being broadcast. Every thought has a physical reaction. Every thought has an emotional reaction. And every thought has an intuitive vibe that other people can pick up. And you not only need to be positive for yourself, but you're also broadcasting negativity to other people. And the champion does not do that in any arena, no matter what it is. Think about what you think about. How many times have we said negative things? I, I remember being on stage, Seth. I did this once in, <clears throat> in a speech in Calgary. I said, you know, I love the food here. It's so amazing. In fact, I've eaten so much while I've been up here in, in Calgary. Uh, my rear end is so big, I think I'm being followed. That got the biggest laugh of the audience. But the joke was on Jim Fannin, putting myself down, talking about a big rear end. And I'm on a quest to get fit? Um, that's not going to help. You know, there's two types of people, Seth. And I've seen this in my career over and over again. Both have the same talent. Both have the same experience. And both have had the same success. Both have the same challenge. But one wins, and the other one doesn't win. What is the difference in those two people when physically, technically, experience, they're the same, but one always prevails? Like my mother said, he could step in a pile of manure, but he always smells like a rose. You know, she's <laughs> yeah. always said that. She said that about me a few times. And, and that's based on mindset. One person is energized. One person is disciplined. One person is focused. One person has sold themselves on themselves. They've eradicated all negative self-talk. One person is calm and cool, even though the pressure is right there looking them in the eye. And one person loves what they do, even though they're in the midst of a challenge, in the midst of adversity, they love it. But the other person, same skill set, same experience, same challenge, looks at it differently. And if I didn't have any bad luck, I wouldn't have any luck at all. I've heard that. Yesterday, yesterday, two people said this to me, almost hung up. I can't wait for 2017 to be over. I'm like, really? Why? There's no place I'd rather be than where I am right now. Right now. There is a lot of negativity in the world. We're walking literally 
a gauntlet of negativity. And it's from not just media, not just from politicians. It's not, it's from our neighbors. It's for the person on the bus. It's the person in the airport bitching and moaning because he lost his luggage. It's okay. It'll arrive. It'll get there. It's a mindset. Let it go. And we also harbor negatives and carry them around with Some have carried negatives, Seth, for decades. I'll give you a real example. I'm behind a hearse in a car in the back seat with my uncle, Uncle Claude, and my father, James Fannin, James E. Fannin, my father. I'm the second, and I'm in the middle, and I'm in my teens. And in the front car is my grandfather, who's deceased, and we're on the way to the burial plot to bury my grandfather. My father and my uncle had not spoken for 35 years, and I'm here between these two guys. Had not said one word. They weren't sure why I was not allowed to talk to any of my cousins. I could not talk to my aunt. I snuck down to my uncle's uh, wholesale store and talked to him once a year at Christmas time. I gave him a Christmas card. I had to sneak to do that. My dad would have been so upset. And here I am in this car with my father and my uncle, and I turned to both of them, and I said, I am ashamed to be a Fannin. I'm ashamed of you. Your father, my grandfather, is dead in that hearse, and you haven't talked for 40 years almost, and I'm now allowed to talk to my cousins? What is wrong with you two? I'm ashamed of you, and I'm ashamed to be a Fannin right now. And, and, and Seth, as soon as I said that, I like, oh my gosh, my dad's going. I don't, I, I don't, I don't even know how that came out. I just blurted it out, and then I saw a miracle. The hearse stops. We start to get my grandfather out. We get out of the car, and I watch my father and my uncle walk to the gravesite of their dad, and I look down, and they were holding hands. Wow! I started to cry. I couldn't believe it. Almost 40 years, they had thought negative thoughts about each other. They had put these negative thoughts on their families. I had no relationship with any of my cousins. was not allowed to talk to them. They lived less than six blocks away from where we lived. Pretty amazing. And my father, and my uncle hugged and became best friends until they both passed away. So, think about what you think about. What thoughts are holding you back? Not just to reaching your goals for 2017. What thoughts are holding you back in your life to reach your ultimate goals of being your genuine, authentic best self? And if you're harboring negatives, let it go. Put it down. 
It's too big of a burden to carry around. Forgiveness, 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 it's too much, especially in a world of negativity that we're in. You throw in some uh, uh, thoughts like my uncle and my father with all the negativity going on in the world today with, with Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. There's a lot of negatives on the Internet. There's positives. Don't get me wrong. I hope our show is one of them. But there's a lot of negativity, judging, blaming, being mean. Tis the season, Seth. It's Christmas time. It's the holidays, brother. It's time that we put down all negativity and think about what we think about. 22 episodes of this show. I guess I just dropped 10 pounds. I've used these tools alongside everybody else to grow my business, to change things. First time ever, this is a first to tear up. I mean, that man, that's just amazing. So if you have those thoughts, right? If you have that grudge, if you have that negativity, when you're doing those things that are crucial for you, you can't be holding on to that negativity and doing your very best. You can't I mean, do I, it. I, I mean, Seth, you know, think about what you think about. There's going to be a lot of parties coming up, neighbors, get-togethers, and you go over and you go, gosh, man, I hope my neighbor Bob doesn't show up. He's such a jerk. Gosh, I can't stand that guy. You know, I loaned him something and whatever it is. And my he saw never came yeah, back. Never, yeah, never came back. <laughs> and he's just such a BSer. And, you know, I'm sick of him. And I'm sending out those negatives. And I'm setting myself up to walk into that party with negative vibes. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> Let it be Bob's challenge. Not your challenge. Let it go. If you haven't talked to a brother or a sister and you're not close, when the show's over, call them. If you're estranged from your mom or your dad, pick up the phone. Send out the positive vibes. Let it go. Get this out of your subconscious. Get this out of your conscious mind. It's time to start seeing the world with different glasses. And these are glasses of solutions and glasses of positivity. And it's not 2020. No, 2010. I want you to see the world and see it very clearly and how you fit into it. There's negatives out there. There's no doubt about it. Most I've seen in my 68 years being on this planet, most negatives ever. But you know, I was in Ashland, Kentucky recently, two weeks ago. Gallup poll deemed it the most negative, saddest place in the United States. Huntington, West Virginia, Ashland, Kentucky, this tri-state area, Ohio, West Virginia, Kentucky, Appalachia, the most negative, saddest place. Boy, did that make me sad. But you know what's happened? A friend of mine's new business is coming in. Jobs are coming in. High-paying jobs, $80,000 a year jobs. Uh, opportunities for lots of people, more businesses. And when I was there, I was there, I, I met with the governor of Kentucky. I met with Craig Bouchard, who owns Brady Industries, who's bringing jobs there. I couldn't believe it. I'm in a room of 600 people listening to the governor speak, and the energy and the positivity, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is the city I remember. 
this is the city where I grew up, a champion city where I don't remember any negativity. And boy, because businesses left, it went on hard times. There's a lot of places like this in the United States and the world where circumstances and conditions have just made it tough. People are struggling. Jobs, careers, there are none. There are no cold jobs. They're not coming back. But with the right mindset, with an attitude that's thinking about what you think about, you can flip things around. If you want to reinvent yourself, you need to start right now by changing your thoughts. You know, Seth, if I took a printout of every listener right now, a printout of every thought that you all are having, each of you, and I, and I got all of them. I mean, some of you might be arrested. I don't know. I, I, you know, I don't know what the thoughts are. But if I had a printout, I, I'd have to ask you, if I talk to you the way you talk to you, you'd fire me as your coach. I've said that many times. I've said that to every client. If I talk to you the way you talk to you. You know, I, I'm at um, an LPGA golf tournament. and. Uh, one of the players came up and said, I would like to talk to you about maybe you coaching me. And she said, would you come out and watch me play a few holes out on the course? I said, sure, I'll come out. So <clears throat> I went out and followed her for three or four holes. She was bitching, moaning, rolling her eyes, complaining, being a judge, banging her club into the bag, <clears throat> you know, because she missed a little four-foot putt. So she finished the round. She said, well, what do you think? And I said, well, you've already got a coach, so really I, I don't think there's any room for me. She goes, no, no, I, I don't have a coach. I said, yeah, you do. I watched you coach yourself on number 16. You were mean to you. You were really mean to you. I watched you on 17, roll your eyes, say an explicative under your breath as you slam the club into your bag. You got to fire that guy, that person, that lady. Fire the judge in you. Fire the victim in you before I can really have room to help you be the best that you can be. And you know what's amazing about that incident? She came to my office after that tournament. And I said, What do you want? said, well, you know, I've been on tour 17 years, and the most I've ever won in one year is $76,000. 17 years on the tour, a veteran, but one of those proverbial rabbits on the tour, her goal is to make the cut. Never made a cut at a major tournament. And I said, I'll put you through this score system to help turn this around. You got to fire the coach in you, which she agreed to do. And I said, but we're winning the next tournament. And she looked at me like a deer in the headlights. But that's an LPGA major. I said, I, I could care less what it is. You're winning the next tournament. And you're going to start treating yourself first class like a champion. You're going to talk to yourself and treat yourself. Now, she drove around in an old van made peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Nothing wrong with that. I grew up on that. Nothing wrong with that at all. 
My cousin lived in a trailer. Nothing wrong with that. But that's how she went. And I said, I want you to fly first class to Canada. This was the De Maurier. She goes, I can't afford it. I said, put it on your credit card. And if you don't win the tournament, I'll pay for it. She looked at me like, what are you, nuts? What are you, crazy? And so she did. She flew. She left her van there. She went first class. She was very nervous about going first class because of the expense. And on the very first day, she set the course record, first round, with the most positive attitude. She called me up so excited, talking about it, and I hung up on her. She called back, oh, we got cut off. I said, no, I hung up on you. Why? I said, we're here to win the tournament. You only have one word. Next. Nice job. Well done. We're not done. We're not done. Get back in a zone state. Get purposeful. On the last day of this tournament, with an attitude completely changed, talking to herself as a champion, with three holes to go, she's down three shots to Michelle McCann. And she started to feel stress and a little panic. She rebooted, shut her eyes, unhinged her jaw, cleared her mind, and visualized holding up a trophy. That's all she did. And almost like magic, she birdies the last three holes, wins a major, wins $120,000 in one weekend, plenty to pay for that airfare. <laughs> yeah. And then when the tournament was over, she was so happy, so excited, she retired. Martha Nowsey, champion. How did she do it? How did she win a major? She changed her mindset. She became aware of her negative thinking. She started thinking about what she thought about. You know what I love about that story? It's easy maybe if you're listening at home to say, okay, I like this stuff. But, you know, Jim's coached Alex Rodriguez and Frank Thomas and Hall of Famers were born with something I didn't have. And it's like, okay, well, yes, Frank Thomas was born with a unique physicality to get to the Baseball Hall of Fame. But the mindset anybody can put on, as you say, putting on the zone like an overcoat. So I love this, you know, journey woman through the LPGA, barely making it. And then, you know, you change the way you look at the world. You change the way you talk to yourself. And there it is. Well, let's, let's get into some practicality. Let's suppose that you catch yourself thinking of something negative. And, and if you catch yourself, wow, congratulations. That is, that's the ultimate step in really becoming a zoniac, a zone performer. Own it and be aware of it. I, I remember being on stage uh, where I'd worn the wrong outfit. And I had two pair of shoes, the same shoe, but one was brown, one was black. Now, I'm colorblind. I had a brown and black shoe on. And I, I became aware of it because right before I went on, uh, the person that was walking me up to the stage says, are you aware you have a brown and black shoe on? And I started laughing. I go, 
that's strange. I have a pair just like that back in the room, you know, you know, so, so, but as I'm on stage, I, that's a score breaker, an attitude breaker for me. I, I'm talking seconds. There's thousand people plus in the audience. And I remember holding my throat as I'm starting to talk. And one of the things you can do once you become aware of it, I call this quick change, change your behavior. Pick the pace up, slow the pace down, change your behavior, sit up tall, uh, stand tall. Uh, if you're 6'1", walk in like you're 6'9", 6'10". Change your behavior. And that's exactly what I did. I'm, I'm sitting there holding my throat, which is body language saying, I feel threatened because I got on a brown and a black pair of shoes and I don't want to look goofy up here on stage. And immediately, I leave the podium and I start walking around into the audience, changing my behavior, changing the tempo, picking up the pace, getting more voice inflection. And sometimes this quick change, you can do this in less than 90 seconds. So when you're aware of being negative, aware of even putting yourself down, quick change is one of the 90 second tools you can do. And it's easy going from passive to aggressive or from aggressive back to being more laid back. The other tool is to reboot. We've talked about the reboot tool. Golfers that I've coached, they may reboot 10, 12 times during a five-hour round of golf. Shut your eyes, unhinge your jaw, take four or five really deep breaths to get your breathing down to six to eight breaths per minute as opposed to your 15 to 17. Nothing on the mind in that screen but a blank screen, completely blank. With your jaw unhinged, your eyes shut, optional if you're driving your car, keep them open. Raise your chin up above parallel and then send your energy away from you. Send it to objectives, targets. Send it through the windshield to the car in front. Get back into the moment. Think about what you think about. Now, the negative about negative thinking, it, it can get really worse. I can have a negative thought. I start repeating negative thoughts over and over again, and I drift off to sleep when I'm in an alpha brainwave state, which is very fertile for suggestion. I drift off in a negative mindset. That's how you program yourself in a very negative non-successful way. That's how you sabotage yourself. How many of us on this call, and I, I've sabotaged myself just like when I was on stage uh, talking about my rear end so big, I think I'm being followed. Okay, it was funny, but the joke was on me. That's sabotaging what I really want. We're at the end of 2017, Seth. A lot of people are scrambling to make quotas, close our business, and finish strong, and we're dealing with parties, other challenges, holiday vacation. Here we go. Maybe a little alcohol, maybe too much food. But we also need to carve out some time to prepare for 18. There's a lot that needs to be done. Take your time. Have a blueprint on how you want to close the year 
and then work on your blueprint for 2018. And Seth, let's remind everyone, we have a special podcast that's going to air on December 28th. This is get ready for your greatest year ever. If you are a Zoniac, please, please listen to this podcast on the 28th. Get your friends, get your family, get your coworkers. I promise tens of thousands of Zoniacs around the world are preparing for their greatest year ever. And let's don't say, boy, I'm glad 17's gone. Learn from 2017. Learn from it. Anytime you make a mistake, that's an opportunity to improve. Embrace your mistakes. Embrace some of the negative things that have happened. But we also need to drop those things we've been carrying around like a pebble in our shoe. All those negatives about our uncle, our father, our brother, our neighbor, even a spouse. It is time, America, that we start thinking about what we think about, and it's time that we become a country of extreme positivity. You know, we've always been a beacon of hope. And I'm telling you, hope is one of the most powerful emotions, maybe more powerful than even love. Hope. Hope. Hope that you and I can make it as a couple. Hope that my business will turn around. Hope. But you need to take that hope, which takes you one step at a time. Take that hope to change your mindset. Change that inner dialogue, and now you can start influencing other people in your life. America, enough already. I've been watching the news. I've been looking at comments on Twitter. Seriously, this is not the America that I grew up in. It's not acceptable. The victims, the judges, they're everywhere. Enough already. America, look in the mirror. Look in the mirror. Think about what you think about. Get disciplined. Get focused. Get confident by selling you on you. Get calm. Get cool. Reboot whenever you need to. Hydrate. That'll help clarity, no question. And start loving. Life. Love the challenges. You know, I had an athlete, I may have said this on this show, throwing up and laughing, puking and laughing. I'd watched him work out six hours. He's puking and he's laughing. I thought, okay, he's lost it. (laughs) I'm going to have to commit him to a home. He's throwing up and he's laughing like a hyena. I came here and go, are you all right? You know what he said to me? I can't wait to make these bastards pay for how bad I feel. (laughs) 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 And at that moment, I thought, we're going to win. This guy is not to be denied. He loved pushing himself. He loved the challenges. He even loved overcoming being physically ill. And you know, I had laryngitis. But it gave me an opportunity to re-up positivity. I'm not going to be a victim of it. 
It's not going to happen. Not in my lifetime. And, and Seth, one more thing. I, you may or may not know this. I have a will, last will and testament. And in my will and testament, my significant other must put one word, one word on my tombstone. Whenever that happens, when I'm 125 years old, and you come to the gravesite, and there's my tombstone, there's going to be, I want it in neon. It's probably not going to be in neon. That's a little ostentatious. One word's going to be there. And you know what that word is? What's that word? Next. Next. Next life. Next second. Next thought. Next friend. Next arena I'm coming into. And next positive thing that I'm going to do. It's time, America, change yourself, change your family, influence positive. We can change an entire community like I just saw in Ashland, Kentucky, but we better think about what we think about. We're going to get into one of my favorite parts of the show which is ask Jim at jimfannon.com. You have access to the same world-class coaching as some of the top athletes, titans of industry and entertainers in America. But this one time, I'm going to say something I've never said on the show before. This may be the one where you need to go back and listen two, three times this week as you get into an extremely positive mindset and check your score awareness. You join us every week. This might be the one where you're listening Thursday, Saturday, and Monday as you change the way you think about what you think about. I just I feel like this is the one. Let's get into the question here. Short one, but man, I think this is very, very applicable to a lot of people in their careers. Hey, Jim, in sales, how can I be in the zone in December if nobody is picking up my calls? A lot of people have been there, right? A lot of vacation going on. You know, a lot of, oh, hey, look, there's donuts in the break room, so I'm not checking my email. I'm not by my, by my phone. Where do you find the zone right there? Good fortune favors the bold. First thing I would do, I would go down my prospect list. I'd go down my client list, and I would envision everything they need to be successful. And I would envision your service or your products being utilized by that person to help them go to another level, to help their, their business be better or themselves personally be better. So the first thing you need to do is change your mindset. It's not about closing. It's about opening relationships. And the first thing of opening a positive long-term sales relationship is to start seeing your clients, your customers, your prospects, see them winning. It's not about you. It is about them. And I found that once you start sending out that vibe, things are going to shift. They will take your call more readily as opposed to you sending out, woe is me. I'm a victim of the season. I'm a judge because they didn't call me back. That is the non-champion mindset. Flip it. Flip it around. Quick change. Start thinking like a champion salesperson. I have seen people triple, quadruple sales just with this attitude change. Now, a lot of you don't know, I have a lot of clients. I give them 24-7 access. 
Since 1974, I've done this simple exercise and I've not missed one day and will not miss one day. On a sheet of paper, old school, not on a computer, on a list, old school on a sheet of paper, I write my client list down. It's either last name, first name, initials, I write them down. Now, who, whoever's at the top of that list, I probably just spoke to them. Whoever's at the bottom, when I finish this list, I'm calling them or texting them. Why are they at the bottom of the list? They're at the bottom of my thinking. Then I visualize what they want, not what I want, not, not renewing the coaching agreement. Now, that's not what I visualize. I visualize every client's vision of what they want for their primary arena in their life. Now, I have some challenges with clients sometimes, Seth. Sometimes I'm visioning what they want. My client's not doing that. That's incongruent. And I call them out on it. I ask them, did you think about the vision today? No. Let's get going. Why am I doing it? You need to be doing it. This is your dream, your vision. These are your goals. So if you're in sales right now, oh, yeah, a lot of excuses. Yeah, call me after the first of the year. That's going to happen. And as we get closer to the 20th and 25th and, you know, as New Year's approaches, uh, people are going to blow you off. I, I got that. Good fortune favors the bold. See what they want. Call them. And right now, there's somebody in your life that you believe you need to call. You've got an intuitive vibe. Anyone listening right now, you're picking up vibes. You know, maybe I should call Sherry. Maybe I should call Robert. You know, maybe I should call my uncle, but call him. Call him today. Call your mother. Call your father. Call your brother. Call that client that's been blowing you off. Good fortune favors the bold. Pick up the phone. Don't text them. Call them. Make it happen. Send out the positive vibe. Become an influencer of thought. That's what champions do. Let's go ahead and pull up to the last and one of the most vital segments of the show, which is the Zone Cafe. Giving me a lot of tools in this episode. That's why I said this may be the one that you need two or three times this week. You can listen to it, start it all the way over, get in that positive mindset again. The Zone Cafe, I'm pulling up right now. What's, the, what's on the menu? This is a drive-up window. I, I learned in research in 1974 that all humans, young or old, regardless of where you live or what your economic status is, everyone has a higher low level of five markers at any given point in time. So right now you have a higher low level of self-discipline, concentration, optimism, relaxation, and enjoyment. And those five markers form a domino-like chain, and they work as a unit. And if it's balanced at a high level, your mindset goes up into a zone state. And if one of those components is either too high, too low, out of balance, your overall mindset score level will plummet like a stone. And the one thing I've learned is the collective score will fluctuate. That's, guaranteed. That's an absolute. It's going to go up. It's going to go down. 
and you and only you are responsible for all repairs, all maintenance. So now you're pulling up to the Zone Cafe. We've got those five elements. They're on the menu. You can only order one. You may need them all, but right now, this is general for your life. You can order a giant bucket of self-discipline, blueprint, and a willingness and commitment to that blueprint to stay with tasks that lead to goals that take you to a vision. And when you have this, you're going to have patience, strategy, tactics. It's going to really be a beacon for helping you get to where you need to go. You can order that right now, or you can order a heaping plate of concentration. Be able to focus with blinders on. No future, no past. Locked into the moment. One step at a time. One project at a time. You're going to have more accuracy. You're going to have more quality in everything you do. If you'll quit trying to be all things to all people, juggle 50 balls in the air, pick one and juggle it awesome. Would you like a heaping plate of concentration? You can order that now. But on our menu, and today, we've got a new bag of optimism. I'm telling you, it's full of hope, belief, expectancy, that the tasks, the goals, the visions, they're going to happen. It will happen. I am optimistic. As soon as you have that big bag, and it's hot, and it is fresh, you're going to have a feeling that nothing can go wrong. You will be 6'8", even if you're only 4'8". You're going to walk in as the woman, as the man, in any situation, any condition, or any circumstance. But you could also order a giant, giant drink of cool, refreshing relaxation. No worry here. No free of anxiety. No fear. You can order that, and when you do, and you taste that, and incorporate relaxation, wow, jaw's going to unhinge, breathing's going to go to six to eight, worries, come on, they melt away as soon as you sip through that straw of relaxation. You can order that, maybe that's what you need right now, but maybe, just maybe, like that athlete that was laughing while he was sick, maybe you need bucket of enjoyment, passion, excitement, zest for living. Maybe that's what you need. That'll put a little bounce in your step. That'll throw a little dopamine into the bloodstream. That'll get you going. Maybe you'll dance a little bit. Maybe you'll move with a little more rhythm, a little more pep. Boy, that's going to be contagious if that's what you order. What do you need, Seth? What are you ordering? This week, concentration all the way. Now you can go around the block and come back and order in your significant other arena because there's going to be five menu items for that arena if you circle the block and come back just for that. Or maybe you need to go around the block and come back for your personal finance. Tis the season. Call your CPA. You know, we got to close the books and we also got to get a plan for 2018. So you can go around the block and come back anytime you choose. 
This is the proverbial score check. This awareness will help you think about what you think about. And don't forget one more thing, Seth. Everybody has a higher low level of self-discipline, concentration, optimism, relaxation, enjoyment. But a family has a score level. A team has a score level. Your department at work has a score level. And each person are bringing their own score levels that contribute to that. What does your department need? What does your family need? And more importantly for this show, look in the mirror. What do you need to get your score level balanced, to get into a peak performance mindset so that you can be your genuine, authentic, best self? So, Seth, we're going to have an awesome week, everybody. Have a zone week. I look forward to next week. And send uh, any questions to Ask Jim about life, business, sports, nothing off limits. Ask Jim at jimfannon.com. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and um, I'm looking forward to a zone week. Get out there. Have your best month ever. Listen to this a couple times if you need to. I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to listen back to the show because I know I've got to be in my most positive mindset. And we'll see you next week as you get into the zone. Radio Influence brings you the best in digital media broadcasting. When it comes to sports, we've got experts like national sports radio host Rich Herrera, the fabulous sports babe, and former Major League Baseball manager Kevin Kennedy. Want a good laugh? Then go on the beach with Pants and Roller Girl. Get Duffified live with Chef Brian Duffy or just LOL with Nancy Alexander. And when it comes to real life, Dangerous Conversation with Scott Ledger and Beyond the Badge with Vincent Hill will make you think when it comes to what you want radio influence has you covered find our programming on itunes stitcher tune in radio and radioinfluence.com